Mike episode 36 with the uh, first two-time guest of the show, Brandon. Thanks for being here, Brandon. Thanks for having me on. Uh, today's freshest tea fact is uh, Earl Grey was originally created in 1831 by twinnings for the prime minister at the time, the Earl Grey. So again, Brandon, welcome back to the show. How's it going? It's going very well. Thanks for having me back on the show. It's uh, I'm happy to be back. And also you get the honor of being the first uh, two-time guest, which is super cool too. Oh, awesome. Awesome. So we're going to jump uh, right into it, a little bit different because you've been here before. And we're going to uh, start the show by talking about one of your ongoing projects, uh, the Chainsaw uh, Reindeer, Chainsaw which is a comic. Do you want to tell the audience a little bit about that project? Yes, Chainsaw Reindeer is uh, its a one-shot comic book that I wrote. Um, it's the first comic I made. I've self-published um, you know, a whole bunch of comics. This is the first one that got picked up by a bigger publisher. And um, so the reach with it is much greater. It's actually like, uh, as of last month, it's in comic stores all over the world. And, um, you know, it's been selling quite a bit and getting lots of feedback on it. It all started, I kind of, um, you know, I've been writing a lot of other comics. And, you know, I, I always put a lot of work into the stories and everything. And But I just started realizing there's so many comic books, you know, you, you always have to read you know, it takes a while to get the story because they always have these kind of big six or 12 issue arcs, you know, and, you know, these kind of longer stories, which is fine. I just kind of like got it in my mind. I'm like, I want to do the opposite. I want to do something that's, you know, basically not really any story. It's just all, you know, ridiculous violence and, um, and that kind of thing. And I almost did it as like a joke. Um, <laughs> I, in the back of my mind, I was like, no one's going to read this. This is, it's, you know, for, for my own amusement. Um, so I wrote Chainsaw Reindeer, and basically the first kind of like four or six pages is, you know, a setup of the story, and then the rest of it is just him, the Chainsaw Reindeer, going around the world, um, killing people with a chainsaw, basically. Um, and of course, as soon as it's done, you know, that's the one that the publisher is interested in. You know, that's the the one that uh, you know, kind of gives me my, my big shot. So, uh, so I guess it, it just shows that, you know, people might have a taste for something different, and you know, um, sometimes, you know, sometimes, you know, rich characters and, you know, deep stories and all that is a good thing. But sometimes I think people just want something simple. And that's where Chainsaw Reindeer comes in. It, uh, I think I even said in, in a lot of the, um, you know, the publicity I did for it, I said I made it to piss off English teachers. <laughs> um, and I know there's a few reviews that like, I don't really read reviews, but, uh, you know, I just sometimes I read the headlines. And, uh, yeah, there's a couple of them that were kind of, you know, ripping into it for that exact reason, right? They, they're calling it childish and all this stuff and but it's like yeah that's what i set out to do but there's other people that were re reviewing it and you know i saw people on twitter they were saying you know it's like oh the best comic ever made and you know <laughs> my favorite comic this year and i was like okay like those are the people i'm making this for there's a certain amount of people that are going to read it and honestly i think even the people that claim they don't like it i think they actually did like it they <laughs> just don't want to admit that they like something so lowbrow so they're you know trying to sound smart by ripping it apart but uh you know, it's easy to read. You sit down, you probably read the whole thing in like, you know, two minutes. And, uh, um, yes. you know, basically the story is he's a, a rain, when a Santa's reindeer, he's like a humanoid um, uh, reindeer. And Santa Claus is a, an abusive drunk. And <laughs> one day the reindeer just has enough. So he grabs a shotgun, kills uh, Santa Claus. Um, and then he, you know, grabs a, a chainsaw from the shed and, 
you know, I even have a reference to Edmonton in there, you know, that's where I'm from. So, uh, so you know, he goes, local he goes into Edmonton, you see City Hall, and he's, like, killing a bunch of people there. And then he goes to kind of, like, every country or continent in the world and is just, you know, slaughtering people. And then he ends up in outer space. And, um, yeah, it's quite quite crazy. But, yeah, it's available out there. And, you know, if you um, – Comixology, you can download it in a digital form. And, um it was uh, picked up by Action Lab Comics. So if you go to the Action Lab website, it's uh, you can uh, pick it up there if it's already sold out at your comic book store. Awesome. So, so you've kind of sort of touched on it, but like, did, did it take you long to uh, come up with the idea, or was this just one of those things that came to fruition very fast because it was just a random idea? Let's go. <laughs> it's um, yeah, it's kind of funny, like they the idea when it came to me, it was super fast. And just like, I had that, um, just that name kicking around in my head for a while, the chainsaw ranger. I didn't know what it was other than just a ranger with a chainsaw. When I decided, I was like, yeah, that's the one I'm going to do. Also, it just came flooding to me. And it was so fun to write because it's like, um, okay, he goes to Ireland and it's like, you know, who could he kill in Ireland? And it's like, how about a, a bunch of guys in a drinking in a pub? Okay. How about a <laughs> leprechaun? Okay. That makes sense. And, Oh, then he goes to England and he kills the queen and one of those uh, and one of those guards with the big furry hats. And, yeah, okay. and then he yeah. goes to Scotland and kills a Loch Ness monster. Oh, and, um, so it just kind of became that, you know, and it's just like, how about he goes to Egypt? And it's like, what could he do there? Like, he kills some camels. Uh, he, like, desecrates King Tut's tomb. <laughs> it just became, you know, a big thing like that. It was, like, so fun to write. As for the actually getting it made, it was uh, it was actually, it ended up being the most expensive comic I've ever made. And it took just forever to get out. I think it was honestly like three years by the time um, we like started making it until it actually was released. Um, we, we finished it and we actually signed with a, a different publisher. And I think it was like like a week or so before it was supposed to be released. And they basically, the guy the owned it, like, so they sold the company. And oh. then the new owners kind of like, they changed everything. And they so the deal kind of was like, basically moot at that point and I, I didn't really like the way the new things are going so I asked them like can I just get the comic back and you know I'll go somewhere else and they agreed um and so I shopped it around a bit more and Action Lab was interested and it was just a whole new process like all the technical specs that they needed to submit the comic were a bit different so I ended mm -hmm. up having to re-letter the entire book um you know lettering for people who don't know what's putting putting the word balloons on um it may not seem like a big deal, uh, but it's, you know, lettering is super important. Like, if you have crappy lettering, it makes it, like, it, it can ruin the book. Uh, unfortunately, um, Nick O'Gorman, who lettered the first version, he wasn't available to do it. So I had to get uh, Chris Johnson out of Texas, uh, who's a, a friend of mine. Um, he ended up redoing the whole thing. And, um, you know, finally we got it all done and went through this whole process and everything. And, and it was a learning experience too. Like, you know, when I publish my own comics, like I have my own, my own system, my own way of doing it, mm, but also sure. doing it with a, a bigger company. It was, it was a learning experience. And there's so many things I'd never um, thought of before. And there was a lot of stuff we had to redo and, you know, they needed things changed and, you know, not, not story wise, they were, they were really good about that, but um, you know, just things like the graphics on the cover and the interior cover <laughs> and all this stuff like that. So it was kind of cool. And they were great to work with. Like they're really awesome company. Um, and it was kind of cool because it's been my dream since I was in junior high to like, you know, 
it's like going to a comic store. My comic book's there. So it's kind of cool. I went to... Um, that must have been a cool but surreal moment. Oh, yeah. Like I went to the Variant Edition Comics here in Edmonton. And, um, you know, I was walking in. It's like, hey, there's my comic book I wrote on, you know, like sitting on a shelf. And um, then I had people messaging me. I had a, a friend of mine in uh, Australia. And he's like, yeah, I saw your comic there. And um, the colorist... Um, uh, P.D. Daedalus, who worked on, uh, who like colored Chainsaw Ranger. He's from Poland. And he's like, yeah, I was in a comic store in Warsaw, and yeah, there it was on the shelf. And I was like, weird. It's like some idea that I had in my head a few years ago is now like in comic stores, like in, you know, all over the world. That is such a, it's such a cool uh, feeling. And, and you know, a little bit of negative feedback, but overall, it was overwhelmingly positive feedback. Um, you know, people are messaging me about it and just like telling me how awesome it is and, you know, telling me they I should do another one. And, you know, that's out of the realm of possibility that I'll do a second one, but it might be best just to leave it as the the one crazy comic that, you know, we'll, we'll never follow up on, but we'll see what the future holds. Nice. So you've mentioned as, as several times that people couldn't buy it worldwide. How many countries can they buy it in? You know what? I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> Basically, anywhere with a comic store, I guess, or anywhere that ordered it. Um, I'm sure, like, Canada and the U.S. are probably the biggest ones. Probably the U.K. I mean, if they have it in Poland and Australia, they probably have it in other, you know, European or, um, you know, New Zealand and stuff. I Yeah, I don't know. I honestly haven't even gotten any, um, like, sales figures yet. I'm sure at some point they'll send me something to let me know, like, how many we sold or yeah how it's doing worldwide because uh, you know i spent a lot of money making it so i'm hoping that you know, i can at least <laughs> be nice to make some money back on it and yes. help cover that but i'm just kind of happy that people were entertained by it so so when you write projects and uh, being well received in this particular case do, do you kind of um push the marketing on it or or, or, or are you more of a believer of letting your words stand for it on its own two feet and then if people like it then they really do and then they're gonna make the purchase i i I do a bit of both like i always market everything you know even just on social media just throwing it out there always stirs up a little bit of attention um action lab they did some of their own marketing too i do like a press release and you know and stuff and you know i'll do podcasts and interviews and you know that kind of thing and so i'll push as much as i can because you know people are gonna buy it if they don't haven't heard of it and even when you go to a comic store there's you know i mean there's like freaking 100,000 comics sitting there it's like (laughs) You know, it's like they might not even see yours, right? It's just one of a whole bunch of things. So, um, you know, I try to have, like, standout artwork and stuff to draw them to it. But it's also, you know, I'm always competing with, you know, Marvel and DC, who are, you know, way more famous. So, you know, people have heard of Spider-Man, they heard of Batman. Like, it's like, it's so hard to be like, no, pick mine, this one you never heard of instead of that. Um, Chainsaw Ranger, I think it just stood out because so many people are just going to see the cover, see that title and be like, oh, yeah, like, I'm, I'm definitely checking this out. Um, but yeah, I do. I do a lot of marketing. Like I like putting my putting my stuff out there, and you know, it's just basically you have to get it in front of people, and um, and, and you know, it's worked quite a bit. You know, for all my comics and stuff, and you know, my films, I just uh, you know just put it out there in front of people, and you know, a certain amount of people are going to come and watch it, and then you know, there's like you know, it's kind of like anything. The majority of people are just not going to ever hear about it or pay attention. But a certain amount of people will pay attention, and then an even smaller amount will become like fans, you know, and really like it. And then even a smaller amount yeah. will be like super fans, right? And you know, like I have some people just like that read and buy everything I ever do. Some people just like watch every single film and love it. Um, 
and obviously I want to grow those numbers. Um, of course. Which just, you know, comes to basically just trying to make sure everyone hears about it. Like I'll tell anyone who's willing to listen and, um, you know, just like sharing artwork and just, you know, stuff like that. And, and it really goes a long way for anyone else who's doing this kind of thing. Like I promote the living hell out of everything. And, you know, it's up, you know, sometimes up to the publisher to kind of do their part too. But mm-hmm. you know, it's like, I don't need them to do everything or I don't need to wait for them. It's like, I'll organize my own podcasts and, you know, just w- whatever I can do to, um, yeah, just to get it out there. And, you know, every time I do a little push, it's like, oh, it gets a few more you know, people involved and people reading it. And, um, but it's like, yeah, eventually it'd be nice if it, if it was so famous that it could just like, you know, so, you don't really so. need to advertise a Spider-Man comic because it's, you know, it's got a lot of readers already and it kind of advertises itself. But for now, I got to, I got to work hard at it until, uh, until I become a, a household brand, I guess. Awesome. Um, so for a couple of minutes, let's just talk a little bit about the structure of the comic. Is it, is it quite uh, fast paced for somebody that might want to read their first comic? Yeah. Chains are insanely fast paced. Like, like after the first few pages where, where it's kind of like a story, it's basically just, you know, for a while it's like, you know, each page is like a different country. There's like Canada and there's like England. And, and then after then it's like each panel, it's just like Egypt, uh, Australia, like, you, you know, and it's just um, him doing ridiculous stuff. There's very little dialogue other than people screaming and him, you know, killing people in horrible ways. Um, and then, you know, like the, there's like, you know, countries are sending armies after him and he's just like destroying all these armies. And uh, um, it, it's, it's, it's a very light read because, you know, sometimes like, sometimes anyway, I like reading a deep comic that takes a lot of thought and stuff, but sometimes it's like, I want to just, you know, something it's very light. Yeah, so I mean, so you pick it up, read it in like two minutes, and it's like, yeah, I'm gonna read that again. That was so cool, and and I it, and that's kind of exactly where like it, it hit. That exactly what I was trying to do is you know people were kind of commenting on that. It's just it's just like oh you don't gotta read you know you don't gotta follow the story for an, a year like an ongoing story. It's like it's just one thing. It begins and ends in a short amount of time. It's extremely fast paced. Like the artwork. Um, it's done by the art's done by uh, Carlos Trigo, who's uh, an artist out of Spain. He draws my comic uh, Ghoul Squad as well. Um, but yeah, the art where it just jumps off the page like it's just so nice looking and it's colored well and um, it's uh, like it's really fun. Even once in a while, I'll just pick it up and like look through it again and, and just kind of you know kind of trip down memory lane. And uh, so uh, yeah, I've met a lot of even people that don't really like comics. Um, you tell they're just kind of you know, just a smile on their face as they're looking at it. So it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's not, it's not going to be everyone's thing. Like if you're particularly, um, basically if you don't like violence and that kind of thing, like it's like comic book violence, you're going to hate it because it's you know it's kind of gratuitous, but it's in such a way it's over the top that it's almost like it's almost not offensive. And that's why I don't get why some people had a problem with it. Like it's not realistic in the slightest. Like it's so ridiculous and over the top but um it's a hell of a lot of fun so i definitely recommend uh just you know google it and uh you know go buy it and you know send me a message and let me know what you think awesome so uh, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about another project that you're currently working on uh, i'm ha- haunted which is a film slash uh, web series right yeah yeah it's um it's a found footage series um and basically, it's in the end, it's going to be a full-length movie. I'm just releasing it in kind of small, like minute to two-minute-long chunks. Um, 
it's a you know different way of doing it. Uh, I wasn't sure you know if it would work or not. I was just like, oh, I'll try it and you know see if uh, you know I'm not sure. It's like is the is watching it in little tiny micro episodes going to be more popular or are people just going to want to wait and watch the entire thing when it's done? So I'm kind of it's kind of an experiment just to see how it works. I'm getting you know a very good reaction to it though. Like a lot of people are messaging me and, and saying they they love it. Um, it's uh, yeah, basically the story is this this young woman thinks that her apartment is haunted, so she starts a video blog to kind of just update people every day on, you know, not only the creepy stuff happening in her apartment, but also just, you know, stuff going on in, in her life. And of course, as the series progresses, it kind of gets more intense and the haunting stuff kind of gets worse. Um, mm-hmm. And um, so 62 episodes overall, it started uh, on November 1st. So I think we're on, it's not, it's not every single day, but it's almost every day. Sometimes there's a, a day or two in between. Um, so I think we're on episode episode 23, I think, uh, launches tonight. And it goes until about January 7th, I think. So the 62 episodes overall. What? And then when that's done, it's all going to be put together. Although I did kind of run into a problem because, um, you know, sometimes it's hard to judge while you're shooting it um, how long it's going to be. So I edited all these episodes kind of one at a time. And then when I put them all together, and, and I was thinking it was going to be, I'm like, oh, if it's too short we could, you know, just film additional stuff, but yeah. it's you know, a little over two and a half hours long altogether, which is way too long for a found footage movie. Mm. So I'm like, Oh, so basically I have to cut like an hour, probably an hour and 10 minutes or so out of it. So what I'm kind of doing is this, I'm kind of seeing which episodes are the most popular and this kind of the feedback yeah. I'm getting to see kind of like what people like, what they don't like so much. And I'll just kind of use that as a basis for the, the film, which is kind of good because, you know, it means I can keep all the best stuff in the movie. So, you know, you know all the people already you, like. Yeah. yeah. So if you guys condense it and keep all the most exciting parts, you know, it should hopefully um, turn out very well. It's um, it's kind of funny because I don't particularly like found footage movies. And I always kind of, you know, I never really intended to make one. It's, you know, that's not a genre I really cared a lot about. Um but I started thinking the idea came to me and it was also, you know, it's a way to basically make a very affordable film. Um, Cause you were know, trying to raise money to do movies is difficult. And, you know, we're doing, um, you know, other projects we have on the go that we're trying to raise, you know, like six figures for, and it's like, it's such a hard work. And I was like, well, I don't want to, you know, sit around wait, waiting while we're raising money for other things. I want to do something now that we could get something out there. Um, so, you know, if we do a found footage thing, like the entire thing is, uh, shot on a like a cell phone or a laptop um and so you know basically just like we didn't need that big of a crew you know and the actor there's not that many actors in there um so i think we shot i think it was about five days total we shot um the the entire thing and then we just like broke it down into into little bits and um so yeah it's 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 also just you know the uh the episodes are uploaded to youtube and it's a way just to get basically my name and my content out there kind of every single day in front of people. Um, so they're constantly seeing it and, you know, being reminded of it. Um, so it's kind of, you know, good like marketing that wise. And it's also just, you know, a cool little story and, and we'll see how it goes. Like, I'm still not sure what the you know, reception is going to be to it. Like when it's a release as a full, a full movie, um, I might even kind of juggle things around and, you know, move the order a bit, you know, just to make it different. Um, if it's a success and people like it, I might even do another one because as we were doing it, it turned out to be kind of fun. Um, there's this, you know, there's always pressure, just time pressure and everything. Um, 
on movies, whereas this one, like a lot of it, was just me and Elizabeth Chamberlain, the, the main actor in it. It was just the two of us shooting the stuff. And, you know, a lot of it, we kind of make it up as we go along. Like I had a, a script and everything, but sometimes we think of something and it's like, oh, what if we were doing this? And yeah, um, then you try it out. Um, so we, we kind of, you know, that and, and and there was just, you know, there weren't the time constraints on it. So I was like, you know what, like I could come up with another cool story and kind of do it in the same fashion. But it's funny, anyone watching, if you watch the YouTube episode, you probably even notice this background behind me because a lot of the movie was filmed with her sitting in this exact chair. Um, so sometimes she'd be sitting here and then the door there would just kind of like open on its own or the closet would move and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so it's, you know, and another thing that I found interesting about it too is when I first wrote it, um, there's a lot of stuff just from her, you know, her work life, you know, dealing with her family and her friends and getting a job and all that kind of thing. And I wasn't sure. I was like, is that going to be like boring or is that like interesting? And so I had a few people read the script and, and that was, they were like, Oh my God, like, no, that all that stuff like with her, like, that's so important. Like, I want to know what's going on with her best friend. And um, they seemed to really be drawn to just the, you know, kind of the more just the just a drama going on in her life as much as the um, the actual haunting stuff. So I was like, okay, so kind of there's a lot of it too that's just kind of like her dealing with her friends. And, you know, she's arguing with her mom and um, she's trying to get a job and you know she's broke and you know arguing with another friend and um, you know this kind of things like that that um, seem to appeal to a, that certain demographic. Um, so so there's going to be a lot of that in there. Um, and then, of course, there's a lot of, you know, just the scary stuff, too. And as it progresses, it, it kind of starts off slowly. You know, there's, you know, little little bits of stuff here and there happening that are, like, the, the scary stuff. But it starts getting more and more intense as it goes along. And, I mean, we're not even halfway. It seems like it's been out for a while now. It's been out for a few <laughs> We're not even halfway through the story yet. So it's going to it's gonna get really, really intense. So, yeah, just go to, um, if you just go to YouTube and you can either just, you know, look up I'm Haunted or it's on the Higher Universe channel, which is my channel. If you just go there or just look it up on Facebook, you know, you can find it. Um, if you want, you can, you know, just start watching all the episodes or you can wait till the entire thing's done if you want to watch it all and in um, one day kind of binge watch it. Right. Uh, but yeah, I'd like to hear what anyone thinks. You know, be you can subscribe to the channel too. I recommend people do that. It helps me out and also make sure that you... Um, get the notifications each day as the, the episodes come out. Yes, it will definitely be interesting to see how many people are watching it, like, in little chunks, and then who's waiting till the end so they can just, like, binge watch it as, like, a yeah. whole piece. It's kind of interesting, too, because, like, you know, sometimes I'll put, like, when I finish one of my short films or something, you know, you put it on YouTube, and it has, like, a little, um, you know, you have this spike where it's, it's kind of new and everyone will watch it, but eventually it'll taper off. And then it's kind of like, yeah, it won't really grow anymore. Um, the odd one, like I'm in love with a dead girl, which is kind of my, my first, you know, quote, real short film. Um, it's kind of an anomaly. And so it's just like, you know, every day it gets, you know, 200 views. So it's just, you know, constantly growing. It has, it's been like two or three years. It hasn't slowed down. Most of them kind of like taper off pretty quickly. But with I'm Haunted, the, even the early ones, they're kind of all just like slowly building up. You know, it's like every day they're getting more views. Um, I figured it's like, you know, after the first week or so, like, you know, the people that are going to watch the or the ones that have already watched it. So, you know, kind of new people are coming along all the time. And it's like, they're all slowly growing. Um, so it's, um, 
you know, and I appreciate obviously like if you could share the videos and everything too. I want to get as many people as, as possible to kind of uh, get some enjoyment out of this. So if you're like a horror fan and stuff, uh, you know, and just like feedback, right? Just commenting on it, things like that, like hearing what people think. Oh, helpful stuff. Yeah. Um, whether it's positive or negative, it doesn't really matter to me. I prefer people like it, but you know, <laughs> as long as they're involved and they're, you know, they're commenting on it, it's like they're watching it and, you know, I'm getting something out of it. So uh, it's, um, it's definitely an interesting story. And, um, you know, I've had like, even when I wrote, wrote the script, I was just unsure. It's like, you know, it's like, I like this, but it's like, is this going to like appeal to anyone? It's to- like a totally different story. You know, like basically half the movie is, probably more than half is just her sitting there talking to her phone or the camera. Um, but people really responded, uh, you know, the, you know, everyone from the actors, they read it and they're like, Oh yeah, like, I like this. I'm on board. And you know, we had some investors and stuff that just read the script and they're like, yeah, this is really good. You know, we'll, uh, we'll help you out. Um, so it's, it's just kind of exciting just to, you know, it's kind of cool. I just tried something new. Like I always kind of swore I'd never do a found footage film. I just don't, particularly like them but then i was like oh well if i got an idea for one it's like yeah i may as well try to do it but then i'll do it my own way nice and, and for those people that uh, don't know much about the industry what's a found feature film a found footage yeah, um it's found- you know, basically you know movies like paranormal activity which you know this is kind of similar to um like blair witch anything that it's supposed to be real um so you basically people are talking to the camera like they they know that there's a camera there and it's you know it, i think it comes from blair witch kind of thing how it's it's supposed to be this was real footage and someone found it and edited it together to show this story so it's not actually real I and mean, we you know, film the entire thing ourselves it's basically a normal movie but um it's kind of it's done it's supposed to be done somewhat amateurly so they didn't have movie lights and movie cameras and a crew there it's just you know people filming their own little thing so um, so there's quite a few. There's a little like a mini, you know, kind of industry of those kind of films. And there's a lot of fans too. There's a lot of people that contacted me and, like about I'm Haunted, and they just, you know, they love found footage movies and they'll watch, you know, all of, anything they can get their hands on. Um, so it does there is like a little bit of a fan base for it? I'm not sure how big it is. I guess I'll find out when the the, the movie oh, comes out. Um, so I mean, it's just there's a lot of them. What I've been hearing from people that there's, you know, there's some good ones, but there's so many of them that are just like so done so badly um and that could just be where my distaste for them comes in i've tried watching them and i'm just like yeah i can't watch this you know and, you know the first like first couple of paranormal activities were i kind of liked and then they they seem to get progressively worse um but it can, i think it can be done well and that's the thing too is you know it's since it's supposed to be real and it looks kind of more real um there's a potential for it to be scarier um so, and we were still limited by budget. Like we spent a little bit of money on it, but you know, most of the the effects were just stuff that we were doing off screen. You know, it was just like you know, a lot of it was just me doing doing the stuff. That's cool too. Like, and, then um, you get really invested into it. Yeah, and this, it's this is a multi-million dollar film where you've got probably way more technology and equipment to be able to do some of the things. So you whilst you're physically moving the stuff to do it, a little less hands-on. Yeah, it's exactly, and, you know, and honestly, like, CGI, especially, like, you know, over-the-top, gratuitous CGI is just not scary at all. Um, so even just those subtle things, like, in this one, like, everything's just kind of so subtle. A lot of it's, like, you know, even just her looking off screen, like, she heard something, you know, it's just those little moments where it's, like, that's kind of creepy, or you just you hear something, and um, 
so there's there's you know towards the end there's a few things where you get a bit bigger surprises but for the most part it's all very subtle things and, and even just things going on in her daily life there's just something about it like you know that's a little you know it's kind of unnerving right when you put the whole thing together so i'm just kind of going for more of those uh like subtle scares and i hope there's like an audience of people that are just kind of sick of like cgi freaking ghosts and monsters all the time and it's like I've seen, I've seen everything that you know you can be that can be seen. It's just it's not scary anymore. So I wanted to go for something just you know it's just a bit different and it's a bit more thought provoking and um, you know it's it's just, it's more subtle. But I'm hoping that I'm hoping people are entertained by it anyway. That's fine. So um so as a writer and also a director and also you do a bunch of a lot of your own editing. Do, do, do you find it difficult to uh, watch back the work that you're creating? No, not really. Um, no, I don't find it difficult. I, <laughs> um, I'm also I'm not too like I'm not too harsh of a, like a critic of my own work. I know a lot of people um, watch their own stuff and don't like it. I mean, like I always see everything wrong with it. You know, like Hotbox, which was like my last um, like full uh, feature length movie. I'll watch that and there's this kind of like, you know, little parts. I'm like, man, I wish I did that differently you know, and that kind of thing. But for the most part, I kind of like what I did. It's just, you know, I can make it as best as, as I can. And so I kind of like watching things back sometimes. And uh, so I'm, I'm not too hard on myself. I don't, I don't find it difficult. Um, the only thing that's difficult about it is, especially when you're editing your own thing is like, you've seen it so many times that it kind of, mm. it loses its meaning. And even with hot box by the end, I'm just like, is this even funny? Like, it's like, I've, seen a thousand times it's kind of lost all meaning and so it's you know you kind of like you can't be objective about it anymore and so it's kind of like it's like is this funny is it, it's like should i cut this joke out i don't know if it's funny and then people will be like no that joke's funny leave it in it's like okay um and then you know once you see it in the theater with a bunch of people and everyone's laughing then it's like oh okay i, I was right this was um you know it, i'm haunted it's hard too because it's like well i wrote it i was there like every day like i i staged all the thing myself so it's like, I don't find it scary. And it's like, I don't know if other people are going to find it scary. It's like, maybe they will, maybe they, maybe they won't, but they might still just find it entertaining, even if it's not scary. Like I just, it's a, it's hard to see because I can only see and judge through my own eyes. And I'm having a different perspective because like I created the story. From the so beginning, like, yeah. Yeah, it's like someone who's never seen this before, they don't know what's going to happen. You know, and, and even the things too, like I know the end of the story. I know how it all fits together. So when I mentioned, I know how something's going to pay off later, whereas other people don't. So it's like, I don't know, do they, are they confused? Can they, do they not know what's going on? Or am I, you know, kind of leading them to a red herring that's going to surprise later? Or can they figure it out? You know, there's mm. a lot of things like that, that I just, you know, you just can't know. Um, so it's like, as for my writing, like, you know, I'm, I write so much, I'm constantly improving. So I'll go back and I'll find a script that I had written, you know, say a year or more ago. And I'll read it and I'll be like, oh, like I can do so much better. So I'll do another pass at it, you know, just make some improvements. And a lot of times that's the tipping point where all of a sudden I'll be able to sell or option it. It's just like it wasn't quite there yet. I thought it was really good. It just it wasn't quite good enough. So I'm always going back and improving on things. With the, with film, it's a bit different because, like, you know, Hotbox, it's finished. You know, I can't go tinkering around mm -hmm. with it again. It's like, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's done. Um, so I know a lot of people just like they hesitate on releasing their films just because they're constantly messing around with it, changing little things. Whereas I'm more just like, yep, this is as good as I can get it. And, you know, try to get it out there as, as soon as possible. Um, you know, it's like I'd be better off just 
starting on something new and uh, getting more stuff out there than just kind of nitpicking at the same thing over and over again. But overall, to answer your question, I, I like watching my own stuff. Um, and it's not just a vanity thing. It's just like, you know, all the work that went into it. It's, you know, it kind of brings back some nostalgic moments and, uh, and just seeing like, you know, if I haven't watched it in a while, it's kind of seeing it with a new eye and there's like little things I didn't notice before. And, and it's just, you know, watching the actors and just like, you know, and some of it I just realized like how good it is. It's like it's like, man, I remember like we Oh that you didn't see in the moment. Like we had like an hour to do this whole scene and we were so rushed and you know things are going wrong and you know and it's just like it actually came out pretty good. You know, it's kind of good to go back and think about things like that. And so so just to kind of wrap up, would you say that you overall you're quite uh, free flowing and and you like being able to adapt as you go, but not over stretching the overall process so that so, so that it becomes saturated and you kind of trust your gut when you're in your thought process. Yeah, you kind of, like, especially when you're like on set filming something, you kind of have to do that. Um, I don't think that'll ever change, even if, even if we're doing like way higher budget things. It's probably just something you have to deal with. But yeah, every film, there's always just something happens, you know. And, you know, in Hotbox, you're dealing just like weather problems, you know. And it's like, you know, the, the whole movie takes place in one night, but we shot it over a couple of weeks. And, you know, some days it's so warm that the snow's melting. Other mm. days it's like blizzard. And so it's just, you know, it's like, whatever, just deal with it. And, you know, things come up and it's, you know, like, oh, the smoke detector goes off and, you know, we can't figure out how to turn it off. You know, <laughs> we we're shooting in the university one time and the some sort of security alarm went off. And it was all, it was like a freaking hour. This like stupid thing was, you know, it's like, well, what do we do? You know, we can't film. So, you know, we have people going around trying to find security, get them to turn it off. And, you know, just like things go wrong and you just deal with it. And it's like, okay, well, while we're, while this is going on, let's go shoot outside, you know, we'll do those scenes oh, first. Make the best use of your time with the people. Yeah. So you just make things work. And, um, and like I work, like I try to work super fast, especially with my writing, you know, like I, you know, a lot of people just like, you know, they work on the same script so, so much. And whereas I'm just like, I write a script. It's like, I get it out there start marketing and trying to sell it and they sell a lot of them and then you know i'm on to the next one and it kind of takes some of the pressure off too because you know there's no there's less of that um like this is my baby type of feeling and it's like and it helps with the rejection too it's you know mm. getting constant rejection on the scripts and it's like well it doesn't feel so bad because like i'm already on like two scripts after that um so it's kind of like okay you know, if it doesn't sell oh, and one, could, oh eventually when you get news of it right yeah and it's like you know, even like, even, you know, I, pretty much every day I get some sort of rejection because I'm constantly pitching stuff. So you know, I got some yesterday. I'll, honestly, I'll probably get some sort of, you know, rejection email today. But at the same time, like, I have so many scripts that I'm writing that I'll get something good too. And someone will be like, hey, we really like a script. Do we want to option it? It's like, okay, or I'll sell a short film or, you know, I'll get hired to write something. And then it's like, okay. So then if I get a rejection, it's like, yeah, whatever. Like, I got, I'm kind of too busy anyway. So I'm doing this other stuff. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, and then, and then I'll go back and be like, okay, you know, this one's two years old and it hasn't sold yet. So I'll go and I'll rewrite it and kind of, you know, make it better, pitch it again. And, you know, sometimes then it'll sell. And so as long as you're constantly working on something and um, I, you know, I can put out like, a huge amount of content and the more I put out, then, you know, the more I get, basically the more I get hired. So, you know, even the short films, they may not make money themselves, but people watch them or they just see them somewhere on Facebook and it's like, hey, I need someone to write a horror movie. And then, and then they'll see it and they'll be like, hey, I'll contact that guy. And they'll, they'll message me like, hey, we're looking for someone to, to write a horror movie. Interested? And, 
and then it's like, hey, I got another job, and um, and I can just kind of keep the whole the whole thing going. And um, so, you know, eventually, I would like to, you know, it's like I make a film, and that film itself becomes profitable. Whereas right now, it's kind of, you know, you know, any money I make goes back into making new stuff. And uh, you know, we're, you know, I'm making a lot, but it's still it's a it's a struggle every day just being a, like an indie filmmaker in Edmonton. Like, mm-hmm. There's not a lot of us to do this full time and uh, it's uh, it's stressful and it's just, you know, it's like as much heartache as there is, you know, the triumph and stuff, but overall it's fun. And I'm like, I'm meeting, you know, so many great people and, you know, making cool stuff. And I hope that, you know, just everyone I'm working with as we go, you know, down the line years from now, it's like we all just kind of like rise together and it's just like, you know, next thing you know, it's just like, hey, remember, you know, 10 years ago when we were doing all these like low budget things and it's like, yeah, now we're doing some pretty big things, you know. Um, so I think there's like exciting things in the future. It's just going to take like an insane amount of hard work for everyone. And, you know, then this job isn't for everyone. Like a lot of people, you know, all the time approaching me about, you know, like they kind of want to, it's like, I want to be a writer. Or like, like how, how do I make it happen? And it's like, uh, sometimes I just, you know, like, do you know what you're in for? You know how much work this is going to take? Like it's, uh, it takes a lot of work. And so, and, but that's a way it's kind of tests out people that aren't really, if their heart's not into it, they're not mm-hmm. going to stick with it a long time. They'll try to make a few things and then they'll kind of leave. And, and you, you know, kind of, you quickly see who the, the people that are in it for real are. And it's like, yeah, they stick with it through the hard times. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's fun to be in Edmonton. There's a great group of people. Like I met so many, I've been I've only been doing this a few years and I just met so many people that I consider my friends now. And it's just kind of like, it's just like, wow, it's like, there's actually cool stuff being made here. And, Hopefully we can just, you know, get more of it out there. Awesome. Got any uh, closing thoughts on on either Chainsaw at Reindeer or at the film slash web series, I'm Haunted? Um, yeah, just, yeah, Chainsaw Reindeer. If you're into comics and you want to check it out, uh, go to the Action Lab website. You can buy it there or it's available on uh, Comixology, um, which is the digital uh, comics platform. For I'm Haunted, yeah, just go to YouTube and look up I'm Haunted or Higher Universe. And um, we have a Facebook page, too. You can go like the page. And uh, every almost every night at 7 p.m. is when we launch the new episodes. So you can watch those, subscribe to the channel. And, um, yeah, feel free, free to follow me on Twitter or, or Facebook. I'm just under my own name, Brandon Rhinus. And, um, you know, I always like hearing what people think, especially if they like something I did. So, yeah, <laughs> someone... Someone likes it, yeah. Message me, let me know. You know, a lot of times people watch things and then you know they don't think to reach out. I'm always thing. wondering what people think, so you know, message me and tell me what you liked, and uh, I would love to hear from people. Awesome, man. And so thanks for being on Tea with Mike, episode 36. Yeah, thanks for having me on. This was great. Awesome, guys. That was Tea with Mike, episode 36 with uh, Brandon. I'll post some uh, links of his work in when I post this uh, video in the description. Have a great rest of your day, everyone. Bye.